In today's episode, we're looking at the all-time greatest teams from the both Los Angeles squads, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Vancouver slash Memphis Grizzlies. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it indeed. Are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar. Built Bar, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On for $10 off your first order. Today, what we are looking at are the all-time greatest fantasy teams. We have done quite a few of these already. So what it is, going back to the introduction of the three-point line in the NBA, going through all franchises and finding their best 13 individual fantasy seasons and putting those guys together in what resembles a starting lineup, decent enough rotation, not me going, who do I think the best player is? And then putting them in the starting lineup. Like, what are the five best individual seasons from a player from that franchise that fit into a, a, a make sense starting lineup and then trying to build out that rotation? So that's what we're doing here. Of course, some of these teams have quite different histories to each other. Let's start with a team that has, uh, I guess, bounced around the league a little bit. And that is the LA Clippers. Some of this time frame, they were uh, in San Diego as uh, the San Diego Clippers. So some of those players will be from that era. Their starting point guard, I don't think it's a, a massive surprise there that it is Chris Paul, uh, his 14-15 season for the Clippers. He was, in that year, the third-ranked overall player, played all 82 games, 19 points, 10 assists, almost two steals, 49 and 90 is his percentages, 40% from three. Chris Paul had an absolutely astonishing streak in per-game value. In fact, the worst season he's ever had in per game value was his second year where he finished 23rd. He had uh, five, or sorry, uh, five, nine consecutive uh, top 10 finishes. Uh, so inside the top 10, uh, 10 straight where he was at least at very worst 10th. Um, and that's all the way up until that last season with the Clippers. Just remarkable fantasy numbers from Chris Paul. Some of those with the Pelicans, some of those with the Clippers. Interestingly, Starting at shooting guard is a player that just never starts at all, and that is Lou Williams, the 17-18 season from Lou, where he was the 19th ranked player overall that season. That was the year um, where he was doing so much of that heavy lifting for that Clippers team. He scored uh, 23 points a game in 33 minutes, just an astonishing jump from where he was at 25 minutes the year before. 23 points, 2.4 triples, over five assists, over a steal, which is not something that's usual for him. 88% from the line, just really, really big numbers. He did suffer a fall uh, the next season, a drop-off the next season, which was to be expected given the nature of the Clippers roster at that point. But that 17-18 uh, season, Lou was absolutely ridiculously good. The starting small forward for the all-time Clippers is the 1991-1992 version of Danny Manning. 1991-92, he was the 17th-ranked player. He'd also be the 17th-ranked player the year after that, but that 91-92 season, just Pip City played three extra games in that season. Now, his per-game value was a little bit lower. 
but those extra three games bumped his total value just a little bit higher. He averaged 19 and 7, 1.7 steals and 1.5 blocks with a really good 54% shooting from the field. Manning was never able to be a top 10 player. And outside of these two top 20 seasons, he was never really able to be a top 50 player again. So we had this nice little peak here with the Clippers, and then uh, he was traded the following season to the Hawks. We're going to talk about that in a second. And things never uh, never really recovered, and injuries took their toll. Speaking of injuries taking their toll, the starting power forward for the Clippers is Blake Griffin. The 13-14 season of Griffin, he was the 14th ranked player. He played 18 games. He averaged 24 and 10 with 1.2 steals. Of course, he's never averaged more than 0.75 blocks per game, but shot the ball well. He wasn't really taking threes at that point, but big scoring, big rebounding. Blake is, of course, in your starting five for the Clippers. And at center, it's Elton Brand. We forget just how good Brand was for fantasy. In 05-06, he was the third-ranked player that season. He averaged 25-10 and 10 with 2.5 blocks. Really, really strong stuff from Alton Brand. That's our starting five. On the bench, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, the bristle, Brian Taylor, comes off the bench to be the backup point guard because in the 79-80 season, he was the 10th-ranked player. You're going to say, who the hell is Brian Taylor and why was he ranked so highly? I'll tell you why. Because that was the first season the three-point line was introduced. He hit 1.2 threes per game, which was a whopping Z score of 5.1. That is an astonishing number. Everyone was hitting like 0.2 threes, 0.1 threes, and that was considered good. This guy just went, screw this shit. I am just bombing. He hit 38% and 1.2 threes made per game back then was bombing. He did get 1.9 steals. He did shoot 80% from the line, but it's really those three-pointers that brings Brian Taylor in there. Backup shooting guard is rugged Ronnie Harper, the 92-93 version of Harper before he joined the Chicago Bulls. 18 points per game, almost five assists and five rebounds with over two steals for Harper. A guy that was just a solid mid-round player and then joined the Bulls and became not even anywhere close to a fantasy-relevant guy. He was the 36th-ranked guy in his last season for the Clippers. Next season, 195th with the Bulls. It just goes to show that what happens when playing with some different teammates in a different situation, you know, how much that does impact your overall value. The next guy, it's a little bit controversial, but it is Dominique Wilkins. Now, he only played half a season for the Clippers. This was the year that he played for Atlanta and got traded to the Clippers at the trade deadline. Then, of course, he would leave the year after and go to Boston. But still, he finished that season on the Clippers, and that year he was the 21st-ranked player. So therefore, I had to use that sort of methodology for all of these players. So he slides in here, the 93-94 version of Dominique, where he averaged 26-6 and with 1.2 triples um, and really good free throw percentage. Backup power forward, Terry Cummings. Giggity. Um, he was the 82-83 version of, uh, of Camo. That was his rookie season, where he was the 17th ranked player on a per-game basis. As a rookie, he averaged 24-11. and Pretty strong numbers for a rookie for Terry Cummings and then averaged 20 points per game uh, every or seven out of the next eight seasons until things really took a big tumble in 92-93 when uh, he went to the Spurs, got injured and never came back the same. At backup center, Sven Nater. Nater, Nater, a Dutchman, a big center. This was the 80-81 season for Nater. He averaged 16 and 12. Didn't block many shots at that point, but really strong percentages. It was the rebounding that got his value up. And then the last three rotation players, it's your mate, my mate, 
hand down, man down, Mark Jackson comes in the 92-93 version of Jacko. He averaged 14, 4, and 9. The 9 assists are the value there, but also shot a really, really good 49% from the field. My mate, Benoit Benjamin, who I mistakenly a long time ago on a podcast called him Benoit. I was confusing with David Benoit. Benoit Benjamin, absolute shitful name, top-tier shitful names. 88-89 uh, season four, Benjamin. He averaged 16 and 9 with 2.8 blocks. Pretty strong percentage numbers as well for Benoit. And then Lamar Odom, the 2000-2001 version of Lamar. We're going to talk about him in a second, but this was his second season uh, in the NBA, the 33rd ranked player that year. The number one ranked protein bar is Built Bar. You guys need to check it out. These are protein bars that don't taste like your typical protein bars. They're the best tasting protein bars you will ever get. They don't taste like ash or sawdust or concrete or whatever else you know your regular protein bars taste like. These taste like actual candy bars. And it's not because they're packed full of sugar because that's absolutely not the case. These are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and most importantly, high flavor protein bars. They're mint brownie, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories only, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Built Bars are healthy. They are tasty. It comes in 16 amazing flavors. And if you go to BuiltBar.com now and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you can save 10 bucks on your first order. A box costs $35, $36, something in that area. 10 bucks off. It's a huge, huge saving. So go over there. Check out the massive range at Built Bar for the best tasting protein bar you can find. Use that promo code LOCKEDON as well and save yourself 10 bucks. All right. The next team we look at, as I mentioned, is the LA Lakers. A few uh, more important players in NBA history on this squad than with the Clippers. No shade to the Clippers because their starting point guard is Magic Johnson. This is the 88-89 version of Magic. He was the second-ranked player. And like with Chris Paul, now the Clippers had Chris Paul, who's one of the best point guards of all time, but this is the best point guard of all time. Magic in uh, per-game value as a rookie, he was the fifth-ranked player. He would then go on to rank 1-1-3-1-3-2-4-7-2-2-5. And then when he came back for his comeback season, he ranked 33rd. So when he was healthy and playing, he never finished outside the top seven in fantasy value. This season here was his best year, 88-89. 22-8-13. Yeesh. 1.8 steals. Shot 51-91. Only 31% from three. But back then on uh, the point eight. Threes made per game. It was actually a positive number. So he was obviously ridiculously good. Magic Johnson. This next bloke was pretty good as well. 05-06 Kobe Bryant. Kobe was the second ranked player this season. Now he had two other years where he was um, where he was the number one ranked player. But he, he jumps in here as... Uh, actually, so not 05-06. My mistake. The 02-03 season is the season where, where he jumped in. Um, I mistyped that. 02-03 Kobe, where he was the uh, 30 points per game. Seven rebounds, six assists, 2.2 steals, 0.8 blocks, which shouldn't be underrated. 45 and 84%, hitting 38% of his threes. He attempted or played 42 minutes a game across 82 games. A massive, massive season from Kobe in that year. Now, because I'm not including the not yet completed 1920 season, and because LeBron missed so many games last year, he is not the starting small forward on this squad. In fact, LeBron James does not even rate a mention on this all-time greatest Lakers team. Because, of course, if we're looking at your best players in Lakers history, LeBron's going to go into that squad somewhere because he is the best player of all time, the second best player of all time. However you want to couch it, he's one of those two options. And he played for the Lakers, and he's going to play there three or four years, so he's going to be on that squad. But 
Last year, he missed a ton of games, and that season does not qualify as one of the best 13 in Lakers history. So you're starting small forward is a bloke by the name of Jamal Wilkes. Go and check out Jamal Wilkes on YouTube. Go check out his shooting style. It's pretty rough. He shoots it like from way behind his head, but he did put up some numbers, and that's what we're looking at here. This is the 79-80 season of Wilksy. He was the 17th ranked player that year. 20-6, and six, he uh, got three assists and 1.6 deals and shot 54% from the field. And can't ask for too much more than that. At Power Fort, it is Pau Gasol, 10-11 of Pau Gasol. In that season, Pau was the ninth-ranked player, averaged 19 and 10, 1.6 blocks, elite percentages, and then at center, nobody's going to argue that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar should be in here. In 79-80, now he was 32 already at this point. In 79-80, he was still the number one-ranked player. Things would start to drop off a little bit after that, and by a little bit, I mean he was third ranked the year after, but then 11th, 9th, 17th. But prior to that, it was just a lot of ones and twos when looking at Kareem's rankings. In 79-80, he averaged 25 and 11 with 3.4 blocks on 60% from the field and 77 from the line. They are astonishingly good numbers. That is why he is in. He's also one of the best players of all time. We know that. At backup point guard, shit coach, good player, Byron Scott, the 87-88 version of Byron. In that year, he was the sixth-ranked player. It would be his only top 10-ranked season. He averaged 22-4-4 with 1.9 steals. A little bit hard to get big assist numbers when you're playing alongside Magic, but he slots in here to be Magic's backup. Eddie Jones, who you just see littered amongst all of these all-time fantasy teams because he just put up big numbers for a number of teams. This is the 97-98 version of Ed. He was the seventh-ranked player that year. 17 points, 1.83s, and two steals with 48% shooting gets him into the mix. And then your backup small forward is James Worthy, 88-89. Worthy was the 21st-ranked player in that season. He averaged 20.6 rebounds with almost four assists per game on stellar percentages. Lamar Odom, I talked about him on the Clippers one. You're going to see him come up on the Miami Heat team as well. For the Lakers, 05-06, Lamar Odom was his best year there. He was ranked 24th in that season. He averaged 15-9 and on 40 minutes a game, over five assists per game, and shot 48% from the field, hit a three a game as well. Getting those rebounds and those assists out of a player is, is why he had such good fantasy value. And then for your backup center, Vlade Divac, speaking of uh, shit in their post-playing career, Vlade Divac's one of the worst GMs in the current game. 94-95 Divac, though, was really, really good. He was the eighth-ranked player in that season. He averaged 16-10 and 10 with 2.2 blocks and got 1.4 steals. Now, you might be wondering where this bloke is. It's big Shaq. Big Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. He was obviously awesome, but I've got to have some sort of a system as to how I am structuring these teams. And because Shaq had just such a negative overall free throw percentage, his total value falls off. And this season, he was the ninth ranked overall player, but you know it wasn't better than what Divac was doing. It wasn't better than what Abdul-Jabbar was doing in terms of Z-score value. It wasn't better than... You're not going to play him and Abdul-Jabbar together. So he does slide in there, but he's just not higher on the list. Shaq was still obviously ridiculous. He averaged 30 and 14, almost four assists, over three blocks, and 57 from the field. Now, unfortunately, his free throw percentage was actually worse than his field goal percentage, and he attempted 10 free throws a game, meaning it was an absolute disaster. His Z scored of minus 7.6 in that year. And that's why that value dips down. But he is still in the team. Michael Cooper comes in here at eight, the 83-84 version of Michael Cooper. 
Uh, a player that played almost exclusively off the bench in his career, but he was 13th this season. He averaged uh, only nine points per game. So how the hell was he this high? Well, he got um, a lot of threes for that time, uh, half a three a game, six assists and 1.4 steals on 50% shooting. But it was the threes that really brought Cooper up. And then the last player is Norm Nixon, the 79-80 version of Nixon. The season before that, he was actually the sixth ranked player. This year, he was the 19th. But we don't count 78-79 because there was no three-point line. He averaged 17 and a half with eight assists and 1.8 steals. And that rounds out our all-time Lakers squad. The next team we look at, or the last team we're going to look at on today's show, is the Memphis slash Vancouver Grizzlies. All three of these teams have really strong point guards. The Grizzlies are going with Mike Conley, the 12-13 version of Mike Conley. In that season, he was the 13th ranked player, averaging 14, 3, and 6 with over two steals and really good free throw percentage. At shooting guard, this guy appeared when I did the One Hit Wonders fantasy show a few weeks back. 2003-2004 version of James Posey, the 23rd ranked player. He played only a bit under 30 minutes a game. He averaged 14 points. He hit 1.4 threes, but what really boosted him up was 1.7 steals and 48% shooting with really good free throws. So he jumps in there as the starting shooting guard. At small forward, it's Sharif Abdur-Rahim. This is the 98-99 version where Abdur-Rahim was the sixth ranked player in that lockout season, 40 minutes a night, 23-7-3 with 1.4 steals and 1.1 blocks as a small forward, power forward type player. And another small forward, power forward type player comes in to be your power forward. And that's Rudy Gay, 11-12 version of Rudy Gay, who amazingly, not K, Gay, 11-12. He was the 12th ranked player that season. That's pretty amazing to me that he was ranked that highly in 11-12. Uh, um, in that season, 11-12, that's the lockout season. Again, 19-6, 1.5 steals on 79% uh, from the line and 0.83. It's just really, really solid right across the board. And at center, it is Mark Gasol. Oh, hi, Mark. Gasol in the 14-15 season, he was the 12th ranked player that year. He averaged 17 and 8, 4 assists, 1.6 blocks on 49 and 80. So really strong percentage numbers. This is before Gasol started taking threes as well. For our backups, it is the ever-inflated Mike Bibby, the 2000-2001 version of Bibbs. He was the 24th ranked player that year, 16-4-8 with 1.3 steals in pretty solid numbers as a point guard. And then this bloke, who many of you may not even remember, 99-2000 version of a guy called Michael Dickerson. Playing for the Grizzlies he of Vancouver, he averaged 38 minutes a night, averaged 18 points with 1.5 threes with 1.4 steals, and that's enough to get him into this all-time team. And then injuries just wrecked his career, basically, after that. He played two strong seasons in Vancouver, moved to Memphis and played 10 games in two years, and that was it for his career. Mike Miller is our backup small forward, 06-07 for Miller. He was the 38th-ranked player that year. He played 39 minutes and averaged 19, 5.5 and 4.5. And he shot 41% from three and made 2.9 triples, which was a big amount for that time. And then your backup power forward is Zedbo. Zebo, Zach Randolph, 9-10 season for Randolph there. Never the greatest fantasy player. He was, this was his best year, and he was the 21st ranked player. He averaged 21 and uh, 12 in that year, but no steals, no blocks, uh, average-ish percentages, no assists, no threes, really a points and rebounds guy, and that's it. The backup center, he backs up his brother. It is Pau Gasol, 05-06. Here for power, the 22nd ranked player. His better seasons, of course, would come with the Lakers and with the Bulls. 
but in 05-06, he averaged 20 and 9 with almost five assists per game and almost two blocks per game. The last guy, last three guys on this list, we're looking at OJ Mayo. I think we forget just how good that guy was. He was suspended for a couple of years for, I think, uh, drug incidences. Hasn't played since 15-16. But 9-10, that was his second year in the NBA. He was the 39th ranked player. He averaged 17-4-3 with 1.2 steals. Hit 1.7 triples. He was on his way to becoming a really solid player. Now, unfortunately, he played 38 minutes a night his first two years. And then shit started to really fall off. He went from 38 down to 26 minutes a night after that. Uh, had a really you know, strong resurrection, I thought, in that one year in Dallas. And then in Milwaukee, he was okay. And then things completely went off the rails for Mayo. And I don't think he's coming back at any point. Shane Battier. This was his rookie season. He was the 47th ranked player, 0102. 40 minutes as a rookie. 14 points. By far his best scoring season. 1.3 triples. 5 rebounds. 3 assists. And 1.6 deals. And also over a block per game. He had uh, 6 top 100 finishes in fantasy. Shane Battier. And the last guy on the list is Jason Williams. It is the 0203 version of Williams. He was the 51st ranked player in that season. He averaged 12 points with 8 assists and 1.2 steals. The shooting number is horrible. 39% from the field. But he did hit 84% from the line. Just never got there. But flashy assists, a lot of assists, and it did have some fantasy value. That's it. That's the three teams done. The Clippers, the Lakers, the Grizzlies. Let me know what you thought of the teams. You can drop it in the comments or on uh, on Twitter at RedRock underscore B-Ball. Don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and of course, and on Spotify. Leave me a five-star rating and a review. Give it a subscribe. Give it a thumbs up as well. And don't forget to listen to today's episode of Hollinger and Duncan right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.